Hello and welcome to Bible Believing Bible Studies. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from KJB Right Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. Thank you so very much for being with me today to hear this message that I have for you. And I pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you. I pray it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Alright, so uh, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to uh, teach a little bit on... Uh, the first six verses of Second Thessalonians chapter one. Second right. Thessalonians chapter one. So please go with me there. But uh, before I get started uh, with this study, I just want to say that um, the the second epistle. To the Thessalonians it was written by the Apostle Paul right uh, between uh, 52 to 54 AD right? and um, it focuses on the second coming of Christ now second Thessalonians it has three chapters 47 verses and 1042 words. Alright, so please go with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and we will read verses 1 to 6. Starting in verse 1 of chapter 1, the King James Bible says this, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of every one of you all together, all toward each other aboundeth so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye also suffer and then verse 6 sing is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Alright, so first of all, uh, in the first two verses there, uh, you're going to see the greeting to the church of the Thessalonians. Alright, so let's read verses 1 and 2. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, notice in verse 1, you will see there, unto the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, if any man be in Christ, 
He is a new creature. Amen? And then in verse 2. Paul starts out verse 2 with grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, why do you think it is that the Apostle Paul says grace before peace? Why isn't it peace and grace? It is because you cannot have peace without having grace first. Amen? Now when it comes to Bible study, uh, there is something that is called the Law of First Mention. And what that means is you take a word in the Bible such as grace and you look up the first time that that word is used. And then that uh, you, you get a definition from that and then usually uh, that first definition uh, will set up the tone for what that word means throughout the whole Bible. But that's usually. We need to remember that context, 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 context is the most important. Alright, so let's look at the word grace. The word grace is found 170 times in 159 verses. The first time that it is used is in Genesis 6 verse 8. And the last time is Revelation 22 verse 21. So let's look at Genesis 6 verse 8. Genesis 6 verse 8. Genesis 6 verse 8 says but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord let's read that again for Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord so what does grace mean it means unmerited favor it's getting what we do not deserve all right look at Romans 324 Romans 324 Romans 3.24 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So, you know, for, for us, you know, the, the only thing that we deserve is to die and go to hell that's it. But 
by God's grace and his mercy he sent his only begotten son Jesus Christ to take our place to shed every precious drop of his blood to die a cruel horrible death on that cross of Calvary be buried and raise again the third day for us. Amen. Unmerited favor. Getting what we do not deserve. Salvation. Justification. Redemption. All by God's grace. Now, look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. But by the grace of God, and this is the Apostle Paul speaking, but by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. For I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. You know, our ministries are by the grace of God. Amen? Salvation is by the grace of God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice there. The Apostle Paul says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Now look at Exodus 13, or uh, Exodus 3. Exodus 3. I'll show you what, what uh, God says here. Exodus 3, verse 14. Well, let's read 13 as well. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And then verse 14, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Notice there how many words do we have there that's all caps? Let's count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I is one, M is one, uh, two, uh, that is three, I is four, M is five, I again is six, and M is seven. 
Now, biblical numerology. In biblical numerology, the number seven in the Bible is the number of perfection or completeness. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, in the Old Testament, you know, uh, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, right? In the Old Testament, um, grace, it, it seems like that grace is found by someone. But in the New Testament, grace finds the sinner. That's how it seems. All right, look at Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen? So, then you have peace. You know, the Apostle Paul said uh, grace and peace. Peace is found in the Bible 429 times in 400 verses. The first time is Genesis 15, 15. And the last is Revelation 6, verse 4. So go to Genesis 15, 15. Genesis 15, verse 15. And thou shalt go to thy father, to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. So peace means freedom from disturbance. Or agitation, a temper of mind. Okay, and so in the Bible, remember this now that in the Bible, there's two types of peace you have peace with God. Found in Romans 5 verse 1. And you have the peace of God. Found in Philippians 4 verse 7. So what's the difference? Well, let's go to Romans 5 1 first. Right, Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so 
Notice there, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So, this happens, this peace with God, happens at the moment of salvation. The moment that a person puts their faith and trust in Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. Alright, they're saved and they have peace with God. Before salvation, before salvation, a person is an enemy of God. And remember that we who are saved, right, we have the ministry of reconciliation. We should be preaching Christ, telling people how to get saved so that they're no longer an enemy of the Lord they'll be saved and they'll be a child of God amen look at Romans eleven twenty-eight. Romans eleven twenty-eight. I want you to see something here about Israel as concerning the gospel the death of burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ as concerning the gospel they are enemies for your sakes. See that? Unsaved. Unsaved are enemies of God. Look at Romans 5 verses 9 and 10. You know, there, there's so much, so much preaching and teaching out there that, you know, God is love, God is love, God is love, God is love, God loves everybody. But looky here, in verse 8, verses 8 to 10. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, God's love, you want to experience God's love? Go to the cross of Christ. God's love is found at the cross through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's where God's love is at. Now look at 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5 verses 18 to 20. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given uh, to can't see hold on and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us 
the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us we pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God in verse 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The ministry of reconciliation. We should be telling people how to be reconciled back to God. So they're no longer an enemy right? and then you have the peace of God Philippians 4 verse 7 Philippians 4 verse 7 and let's read 6 also be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, verse, verse 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So this is uh, the peace that you get as you grow spiritually in your walk with Christ. Amen? And that's what trials and tribulations are for. You know, it's to build up your trust in the Lord. Have a deeper relationship with Him. Help you to grow in Him. And have more peace. So grace and peace. Only come. From. The Lord. So. I want to show you Proverbs 3. Look at Proverbs 3. And um, let's read verses 5 to 8. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Verse 8. It shall be health to thy navel 
and and marrow to thy bones. Amen. Now, look at Psalms 119. This is one of uh, the very first um, verses that, uh, that I learned uh, after, after I got saved. Psalms 119, 165. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Amen. So now, let's go on to number two. You will see thanks given to God for the Thessalonians. Alright, Second Thessalonians 1, our text verses, verses 3 to 6. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 3 to 6. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as is meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer. Verse 6, Sing is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Alright, so Paul says that we are bound to thank God always for you. The Thessalonians. So why were they giving thanks for them? Number one. Because their faith. Groweth. Exceedingly. Now let's go to Hebrews 11. Verses 1 to 6. And. Um, I will show you here. The biblical definition of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Alright, so when it comes to faith. Faith has substance there's something there and that hope that you see there 
That is not a shallow hope. It is not a trivial hope. It's not going to the Lord in prayer and then asking the Lord for something. And then after you get done praying, you say to yourself, I hope I get what I asked for. I hope the Lord heard me. But that's not faith. That's doubt. But hope, my friends, hope is knowing. Hope is knowing that God is still on the throne. Hope is knowing that God hears and answers our prayers. Hope is knowing that one day Jesus Christ is going to come into those clouds and is going to call his church home by name and then we'll be with him forever. Amen? That's hope. Hope is knowing. And there's evidence of things not seen. And so, you know, you know what our substance is and evidence is for faith? It is our King James Bibles. Amen. Do you believe the Word of God? God cannot and will not ever lie. And He will not ever break a promise. Every word of God is true. And every word of God is pure. Amen. So, in, in the whole armor of God, you're going to see above all taking the shield of faith. Why above all taking the shield of faith? Well, look at Hebrews 11 verse 6 and you will see why. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him, meaning God. For he, uh, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So without faith you cannot please God. And remember... Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen? And so, your faith is like a muscle. If you do not exercise it, It will not grow. Look at Philippians 2. Philippians 2 verse 12. 
Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So work out your own salvation. That does not mean you work to obtain salvation or you work to keep salvation. That means work it out. Work out your faith. Exercise it. Use it. Work out what God has worked in. Amen? If you don't exercise your faith, it is not going to grow. You know, bodybuilders. You know, they they just they don't start out, you know, by by um, bench pressing, you know, five hundred pounds. They start out small and they work their way up. The more they exercise their muscles and and uh, and then they, they, they rest, they they tear up their muscle, you know. Uh, during their their uh, weightlifting, and and then they take a rest, and during that rest, the muscle repairs itself, and it gets stronger and stronger, and then they can lift more as they get stronger. Same thing with your faith. God will allow small trials. You know, you first get saved. God will allow small trials to come your way to build up your faith. The more faith you have, the harder and tougher the trials will be. But the more faith you will have to get through those trials. Amen. Now, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verses 1 to 5. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking. These, these verses also, you know, by the grace of God, uh, hadn't been saved very long, but, um, but I memorized these, uh, these verses here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 1 to 5 And I brethren when I came not when I came to you came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified Now I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom 
but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. And then verse 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. Wisdom of men. Textbooks. Degrees. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But yet, you know, my brother told me one time he said I just don't believe the Bible because the Bible was written by man and, and you know the church that he attends which is a, a, a Christian church in um the, the water dogs you know, but um, he attends that church and, uh, and he plays drums for them and all that but yet don't believe the Bible because it was written by man alright and then the second reason for giving thanks for the Thessalonians was that their charity toward one another aboundeth. 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 3. We are bound to give thanks uh we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all together, all toward each other, sorry, abound, aboundeth. So charity, charity is found 28 times in 24 verses. The first being 1 Corinthians 8, 1, and the last being Revelation 2, 19. Look at 1 Corinthians 1 verse 8. First Corinthians Sorry. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1. Now as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. So, what charity means is kindness, goodwill, and the perversions of God's word you know what they do they don't they don't like the word charity very much 
So they remove it and they change it to love. But you know, to the world, love could be, you know, homosexuality. But to God, that's an abomination. You know, Dr. Ruckman says in, in his uh, reference Bible that real love is a handout freely given. And it's an outward manifestation of love. Amen? Now look at Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 verses 30 to 32. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. Now look at 1 Corinthians 13. First Corinthians thirteen. And we'll read verses one to thirteen. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeking not her own, is not easily provoked, thinking no evil. Re rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Verse 8. Charity, charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall, be, shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I began, when I become a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And then verse 13, And now abideth faith, hope, and charity, these three, but the greatest of these, is charity. 
You know, Christ is very, very patient with us and our foolishness. So we too need to be patient with others. Charity does not get offended. Amen. And they were glorying over the churches of God for their patience and their faith. Amen. You know those tribulations that we go through? Sometimes they can be very, very rough. Very tough to go through. Sometimes you might even think in your mind that you want to quit and you want to give up. But please do not ever quit. Because one day, all these trials and tribulations that we go through here on this earth, they're all going to be over. And we'll be with the Lord forever and ever and ever. So, the Thessalonians, their faith and patience were tokens of the righteous judgment of God, that they may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which they suffer. And mark her down that we as Christians, we will suffer. And remember that we will earn reigning with Christ in the millennial kingdom if we suffer. Amen. Faith, charity, patience. All right. I'll go ahead and I'll stop right there. Uh, thank you so very much uh, for being with me uh, today. Thank you for your prayers for, for us, our families, our ministries. Uh, please pray for these Bible studies. All right. And... Um, that uh, the Lord will will use these Bible studies to uh, edify the saints, amen, and and be a blessing, amen. All right. Once again, thank you so very much. Till next time. God bless you. Mm -hmm.